Hey everybody, and welcome back to Positive Politics, where we'll be talking about all of the crazy events happening in our current political environment, but from the mindset of trying to bring back the positive and compassionate civil discourse that makes this country so great. So, in episode 2, I was talking about why I'm extremely scared about America, and how tribalistic we have become, and how our policymakers are actually exploiting that in order to stay in power. Because this deep hatred and divisiveness is so useful to our politicians, the only way to change their behavior is to start valuing virtue and compromising government. And that means electing people that embody that. But, you know, just saying, ooh, we need to elect more good people into our government does not really fix anything. See, we need to see and think about how this could manifest into real life. Fortunately, however, we are in a presidential election cycle right now, and you guys actually do have the opportunity to start to make meaningful change in our government and reinstitute positive politics. See, at the time of this recording, the Democratic primaries are going on, so I'm going to use this episode to explain my take on how positive politics is playing out with the current Democratic nominees. And the one that really stands out to me from a positive politics point of view is Andrew Yang, a self-made entrepreneur who has outlasted senators, representatives, and governors. In my opinion, Andrew Yang represents what positive politics is all about, building an inclusive atmosphere where all people can feel welcomed. He has never launched a personal attack on a political rival, In the debate stages, he does not try to smear anybody and destroy their reputation. He never tries to demonize people that disagree with him. His campaign is centered around the issues and only the issues. See, it is evident that his campaign is making a concerted effort to unite people and turn the Democratic Party into a bigger tent, which can really help with our current environment right now. He has also pitched his campaign in a masterful way. Instead of demonizing Trump and his base, calling them terrible people and deplorables, Yang is focusing more on the root problems that got President Trump elected. He specifically focuses on a section of America that was neglected by the Democrats and Hillary Clinton in 2016. The industrial Midwest, who have lost tens if not hundreds of thousands of jobs due to automation. States like Wisconsin, Michigan, Ohio, Pennsylvania, with so many traditional labor union Democrats starting to suffer. However, since these states have been deep blue for so long, Hillary Clinton did not worry about it as much as she should have and did not campaign there as much as she should have. And this ended up with these people starting to feel like nobody was talking to them. They felt left out. But then, President Trump came in and masterly used negative politics. He pitted the industrial workers losing their jobs against immigrants and made them a scapegoat, saying that they're the ones stealing all of their jobs. And while he did not give any concrete ideas or long-term solutions to the problem, the industrial Midwest felt so forgotten that by just recognizing the problems they were facing and promising that the jobs would come back, Trump was able to gain their support and turn them into supporters, or at least not in opponents of his immigration policies and rhetoric he was throwing around in 2016. But Andrew Yang comes from a different view on this matter. He is targeting that same chunk of voters that felt left out in 2016 
and trying to explain to them that it was not immigrants taking their jobs away. It was automation. He shows those people that he, and by extension, the Democratic Party, if he becomes the nominee, cares. That he understands how their hard work is soon not going to be needed anymore. How structural unemployment is going to rise. His methods strongly contrast with his opponents, such as Elizabeth Warren, Bernie Sanders, Beto O'Rourke, Kamala Harris, when they were still in the race, who used such flamboyant rhetoric and put so much effort into antagonizing Trump and demonizing him, expressing how disgusting he is and by association his supporters are and how he needs to get impeached, that they failed, that they ended up failing to speak to the issues, the root causes, the root things that the people in the Midwest were facing that got him actually elected. See, they're under the mindset that there is nothing that they have to do to change. That they just have to overpower the other half of the country instead of making an effort to try to make their party a bigger tent. Well, first off, this will get good media coverage and all, but it's not effective at actually winning the 2020 election because they're not addressing the root causes that got Trump elected. As Andrew Yang states it best, they think Trump is the cause of all of their problems when he really is just a symptom of it. Second off, it is intensifying the tribalistic atmosphere that we already have and is making us hate each other even more, which will create a dangerous future even if it works for them and they end up winning. It will bring us closer and closer to our political parties turning into those violent factions our founding fathers feared. So that is why, in my opinion, Andrew Yang is such a good candidate for the Democrats. From day one, it's not left, it's not right, it's forward. He stands above the petty partisan politics and just focuses on helping the American people. And you can see this happen in his election campaign. See, throughout the past year he's been popular, he's been able to engage in thoughtful civil discourse with Fox News, CNN, and MSNBC. He has been able to discuss with people like Joe Rogan, Bill Maher, and Ben Shapiro. Even though he is a Democrat, he does not demonize conservative media, but actually leaves them speechless with his brilliant ideas. He has the support of Donald Glover, Van Jones, and Dave Chappelle. Here, I'll pull up a quote from Van Jones right now when he said he was going to endorse Andrew Yang. He says, quote, Andrew Yang, he's the truth man. I don't endorse anybody, but I can endorse ideas. And he's got ideas. He has the support of Trump supporters, libertarians, Democrats, and progressives. He has such a diverse array of support, and that shows a leader. That shows a person that can unite our country. That actually shows that if we just stick to the issues facing Americans, that we all actually agree more than what we think. One of his main points is universal basic income, or as he labels it, the freedom dividend. And while some may see this as socialist, this idea is actually unifying in principle. It gives every person in America $1,000 a month. But the thing is, $12,000 is not enough to live on by itself. So it's not just the government handing out living wages. It is elevated capitalism, as he says it, increasing the equality of opportunity for all Americans. See, it is the perfect combination of helping those in need and cutting out government, efficient, government inefficiency. I'm sorry. See, it is actually small government, 
but achieving big government principles. See, in my opinion, it is what really could get Republicans and Democrats both on board. See, it provides a transition out of welfare and being dependent on the government. And instead of asking for their services, it's like, here's $12,000, go and use it to try and improve your life. It is a fundamental principle of teaching a person how to fish instead of giving them a fish, with the compassion of those struggling and in need as well. Another hot topic, the gun violence debate. And while these debates usually explode into personal attacks on who cares more about gun violence based on how many guns they want to ban, Andrew Yang is different. While being staunchly for background checks, optional buyback programs, he also expresses how he understands the gun culture in the United States and the merits and the history and the culture behind the Second Amendment. He proposes ideas that many people can agree on that are nonpartisan in nature, such as personalizing the guns with the grips. See, in the end, he's not one of those candidates that are portraying themselves as a uh, policy centrist and trying to kiss up to both sides and trying to find the middle ground for each issue. See, all he is doing is introducing his ideas and sticking just with his ideas. No rhetoric, no flamboyant adjectives, all these insults that get sprayed on it, none of that. Just the ideas. And the fact that he has gotten such diverse support shows that we all as Americans actually agree with each other and all have the same problems we want to fix in our country, but have been pitted against one another as a result of the establishment divisive politicians in Washington going on right now. See, he is proving day by day that ideas themselves are the common ground. And that is why I think his voice is so powerful. So, if you're a Democrat, I really think you should support Andrew Yang. If you are a Democrat who believes that the Republican Party and President Trump are horrible people that fueled all this divisiveness going on in our country right now, think hard. You see, here you have a guy doing all of these amazing things who has the true capability to unite our country. But for some reason, Democratic primary voters, liberal media are all falling into the same trap as Republican voters in 2016 and going out to support the more extreme candidates on the ballot. And some media coverages like MSNBC and CNN have actually censored Andrew Yang, taking him, leaving him off of graphics and all that horrible things. See, if you guys truly want to reunite our country, then consider Yang, someone who can build bridges, not barriers. And if you are a Republican who is disillusioned by Trump, angry at what is going on right now, well, why aren't you displaying the courage to reach across the aisle and support and promote this candidate who embodies the virtues and morality that we all desire in a president? See, if you truly think that healing our country is more important than your own personal feelings, then consider looking at Yang and cross-party lines. And trust me, I know he is not a perfect candidate. I know, he lacks political experience. But in a time like this, with this set of candidates we have on the ballot, we might just have to think outside the box for this election. Thank you for listening, and I'll see you next week.